but now I'm reading a new bo- new one, a marketing book, mm-hmm. and oh, this book is so bullshit. It's just I think I think I think I think your influence is is is, is bad for me. You know, it's really bad for me because I'm starting to have this BS detector just different than I used to. You know, I like, like you 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 changed me, man. It's like I'm I'm, I'm proud of you <laughs> for for developing your your bullshit detector. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Ninety nine episodes in, I uh, you you start to have really you know bad influence on me. <laughs> that, that, that was my plan all along. <laughs> Mm-hmm. to shape michael into a a more skeptical human being <laughs> i can see that now and it's working shit <laughs> so <laughs> well <laughs> that's our that's our that's our bottom line for the 100th episode <laughs> yeah yeah mission accomplished self five <laughs> our hopes or wishes for wwdc what we want to see from ios or the mac or whatever else there is no whatever else there's my new ipad coming Hello, I'm Michael. I'm Radek. And this is The Podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books we read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day, working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to our minds. And it's 99th episode. The best marketing episode ever. Well, anyway, 99, man. This is just one shy of 100. Yeah. And the next one is going to be special because uh, we're both flying to the US. Uh, we'll be there for Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference. Uh, that's going to happen the, the next week from when this episode airs. And we're going to record the 100th episode in person in Live. the US. And we'll talk about... You'll see. Exactly. So so another chance for us to be in the same room and uh, actually in the same hotel room. So uh, so it's going to be f- fantastic that it just like it timed perfectly that the 100th episode is going yeah. to be uh, um, spectacular. 100th episode spectacular. It's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be longer than the usual one. Uh, and uh, but it's going to be and it's going to be in video. Uh, it's going to be live. We're going to be there together. Uh, because we're back. we'll be, you know, in the Silicon Valley in San Jose, California. Yeah, and if any of you listeners want to meet, I'll be around in San Jose for WWDC, and then for a couple of more days in uh, San Francisco. So well, so so let's let's get back. Like so, WWDC, the the Worldwide Developers Conference, mm-hmm. is the is the event of the year for people interested in iOS, Mac, and stuff. And for us as developers of Nosby apps for the Mac, for for iOS, for iPad, for iPhone, for the Apple Watch, uh, like it's 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 an important event because um, Apple is announcing new stuff. And this time we're we're coming together. So last year you were there, and this time we're going together. Um, and uh, so we'll be for the whole week in San Jose uh, from yeah. the f- uh, it's fifth to ninth uh, yeah, of of right. uh, June. Um, so yeah, we'll be happy to meet you guys. I mean, if anyone is there, like say hi. Don't be shy. We'll be I will be wearing you know the Nosby <laughs> Nosby shirts uh, probably all, most of the time. And uh, uh, yeah. It's uh, and we'll be just in downtown San Jose, so just we have, our hotel is just right next to the venue, so we'll be very close to there. So yeah, yeah, just just tweet at us. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I think this is a perfect opportunity uh, since this airs just a few days before the the keynote uh, that we talk about our thoughts pre WWDC, what mm-hmm. we hope to see uh, there, what we want what to get out of it. Um, for ourselves as users of iOS, of Mac, etc., as developers, 
uh, as people really interested in in not not just the the features users can see, but the features we can use to build features for our users. Well, do you do you feel like um, there's any kind of general theme um, that you want to get out of WWDC, like uh, mm-hmm. like a, a broader trend that that everything else uh, revolves around? Okay, so for me, for me, the keyword for WWDC this year, the keyword really will be respect. I want some respect for my working on the iPad, man, for not trashing my working on the iPad. So I want some respect. And to get the respect, I'm going to get really great, respectful features on iOS 11 so that I can, I can get even more and better work on the iPad and you won't give me, you know, your, hey, get a Mac thing. Man, you're from another planet. <laughs> you and Federico Vitici. <laughs> exactly. So, but but you know, jokes aside, uh, I'm gonna get some respect because all <laughs> the all the birdies uh, are saying that, like after two years uh, of not getting lots of iPad love, there is a chance that iOS 11 will bring some additional iPad features, some better split screen, some uh, better sharing, maybe drag and drop between you know stuff on the on the on the iPad. So there 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 is like. Hopefully, like under the hood, uh, iOS 11 will be more iPad capable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so for me, like this is one of the one of the main things uh, I'm hoping for. I, I I love my iPad Pro, and uh, well, we'll link to the show notes. You know which iPad Pro I use now. I use right now the 10 inch uh, Pro, and um, I love it. Uh, but of course, I I want some love for it. So um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, uh, some new really good features uh, in iOS directly will be there. No, that that makes perfect sense for you, especially. Um, I I hope for that too. Uh, even though I, I don't don't have as much of a kind of personal stake in in making iOS more powerful. Like, of course, I want I want it to evolve and and become a more powerful. You know, the iPad and the iPhone too to become more powerful general purpose computers. Uh, despite my a much stronger love for the Mac, um, but I I I think. I think two kind of very broad themes that I want um, that, that I want this year that I also wanted a few a few years in a row is one I'm kind of missing the it just works factor. I feel like <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, Apple has lost a little bit of that in the last few years. Um, it, a lot of people has criticized Apple for the falling quality of uh, of their software. And unfortunately, I have to agree. Like, people have argued by numbers that, oh, no, it's fine. Uh, I personally think that, that they have to... they have to set a higher standard for themselves. It's just like, when, when you... when you get, you know, this really expensive machine and you start working with it, you just want to do your stuff, and then you see one second, like, five different frustrations uh that make it impossible uh that's 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 really tough like it's it's so incredibly annoying when ios and the mac don't just work and our i feel like our expectations as users have grown and so apple shouldn't be content with the level of quality that that they see that they have some numbers that indicate that oh measuring by I don't know, number of crashes or whatever, it's better than it's ever been because subjectively speaking, 
Uh, it's not. And ultimately, that's the only thing that, that matters. Quality is always subjective. Recently, we've been doing a, um, a webinar um, uh, for Nosby. And well, doing a webinar means preparing a presentation in Keynote for me. So I first do an outline and uh, an iThoughts um, uh, app on my iPad, so in mind mapping, and but then later I do I do um, the Keynote presentation. And this time I was do- I was using both the Mac and the iPad. Um, I was I was doing the presentation actually on the iMac, but I was doing all the screenshots on the iPad. So I was you know because especially for the presentation I, I have to show the, like, people the ropes, you know how I'm doing something in Nosby, and 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 I was doing the screenshots. And uh, for me. <laughs> So you can tell that there is some quality problem in Apple software if I am surprised that things work, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I was just surprised that suddenly, like the you know the handoff, the copy and paste started working between my Mac and my iPad just like that, and I was like, whoa, it actually works, <laughs> you know. So yeah. I wasn't expecting it to work because uh, I thought you know it was it made a, a good demo like a few years ago when they announced it, but it never really worked, um, uh, just like AirDrop. Uh, mm-hmm. But then then suddenly I was just using it like every like every time I was just doing a screenshot, I was sending it like I, I was I was copying to the clipboard and then pasting it on, on the Mac, and it just worked. And I was like, wow. So this thing actually works. So you can tell that uh, you know we like we lowered the bar of their quality a little bit by just being surprised that something works now. And I don't want to be surprised that something works now. I want to be surprised uh, if something doesn't work in yeah. Apple's case. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing the same thing. It's very frustrating. Just today, a bunch of stuff suddenly broke on my Mac, and it turned out that. Uh, something has spawned hundreds of zombie processes related to the touch bar, which I'm looking at right now, and it's, the, oh, now it works. See, it was broken for for a bit. And it just, like, it it hit some 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 um, obscure limit of the kernel. Like, if I wasn't a nerd, like, I would never figure out. It would just be broken. Like, I mm-hmm. would have to resort to rebooting it. And I, I had the same issue, like, a week ago. So, like, you know, rebooting every week, that's... That that's ridiculous, right? Like we, like of course it's software. Software, there's always a bug. Like we know, <laughs> we know. But uh, Apple needs uh, a higher standard. Uh, and the the second the second theme I, I would say also wanted for for a few years is I feel like it's been a while since Apple has produced something or or a number of things that had this kind of magic factor this 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 wow thing that 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 you look at it and and you're 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 surprised at 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 just how amazing this is that wow this is really the 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 apple um magic right Uh, because there's been a number of such things um in the past and i feel like uh for the last maybe two or three years, um, we've been seeing mostly steady evolutionary progress, which is good, and, and Apple is really good at, at iterating. Like, that's not appreciated. Apple is, is known for just, like, uh, making this innovation, like iPhone or iPad, but it's it's actually uh, a large part of, of what makes Apple uh, great is is that they're really good at iterating at stuff, and, and that's fine too. But, like, I, I would be really pleased to see something uh, that's more than iterative, that's more than evolutionary. And I, I feel like, well, 
actually, let me back that up. Uh, it, it can even be evolutionary, but to the point that it creates a, a different result. Uh, for example, like you're talking about uh, iPad and iOS, and I feel like if, if iOS had a a rather major evolution that that made it so much more powerful and compelling on iPad to use for, um, you know, more more serious productive stuff, uh, that would be very impressive, right? And I don't necessarily expect that. Like I I feel like they'll probably do a bunch of evolutionary stuff, and it will be kind of you know a good progress, but but not not quite satisfying. I wonder because they they bought workflow, you know the the the, the guys, and and they but they bought them recently, so just really recently. I yeah. wonder if I wonder if these guys are what they're doing right now in Apple. They're just working on a freaking demo for the WWDC of what they're up to. If, if but it might be too early. It's no, too early. no, I no. I I think the there there wasn't enough time. Like yeah. the acquisition happened like two months ago or something. Exactly. Or three so months. it's yeah yeah. So it's it's not enough. Uh, yeah, you're right. So you I think Apple should dazzle us a little bit, you know, and 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 give us some really you know compelling features and especially like. Um, uh, uh, like for example, the drag and drop that it, it just works. Like I remember when I started using uh, the Mac, when I you know uh, uh, went from 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 you know being in the in the cave of Windows and then just you know saw the light of of the Mac. Uh, for me, one of the key features that I really loved was drag and drop, like how it works like across the whole system. I was like, yeah. whoa, this is just mind blowing. And then you know, and uh, and uh, like this was this would this would be one of the features that I would really want to have. Also, like speaking of copy and paste, for me, um, like one of the things. Uh, well, I'm using a third-party app to to to, to have a bigger clipboard, you know, mm-hmm. on iOS, and I and I've been always repeating that that the clipboard, like the clipboard, clipboard management, it should be built in in the system. That we like having a limit of copying one thing and pasting one thing. It's just like like really, this is not you know. This is 2017. We should be able to copy several things and then use them later. You know, it's it's just it should be in the box of the system. It should be already under the hood, not that I have to have a third-party app managing my clipboard. You know, so um, yeah, the, yeah. like things like that. You know, it would, it would really be 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 helpful. And well, as you said, they might not really dazzle us. But for example, another mm-hmm. thing, just the last thing I want to mention. So Siri, apart from the fact that Siri still cannot add stuff to Nosby. I mean, not directly. What you can do, of course, there is a hack. You can just have a contact, you know, uh, for your, you know, a unique Nosby email address, and just send an email to you to this email address, and and then uh, through Siri, and then she would add a task uh, through that. So it, it works very well, and we'll link to this in the show notes. Um, but to, to Siri to be responsive and to be really useful. Uh, for me, like I have the, the 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 AirPods, and then I can I I can tap to get Siri, but it's like I tap twice, and there is a pause mm-hmm. for a few seconds, and then it's like ding, asking me for 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 feedback. I'm saying something, again a pause, and I'm like beep beep, and then it just does does something. I mean, why the pauses? What the heck is going on? I mean, I should be tapping and just saying. And it, that's it. It, it. it shouldn't be. There should be no gap, no timeout. You know, yeah. <laughs> between 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 these these actions. Apart from the fact that she, that she's basically useless because uh, she doesn't speak Polish at all. That's uh, so the one thing. But in English, even that, you know, my accent is as it is, as you can hear it. So um, Siri has problems understanding me. 
but I've learned that my American friends have the same problems, so it's not even you know me like yeah. this. Yeah, having a, so, a better accent helps a bit with speaking to Siri, but but it's it's Siri that's that's the problem, not not you. Turns out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I I agree. Siri has been very disappointing to me. Uh, very disappointing. Like and she's from iPhone 4s, and we are yeah. iPhone 7. Yep. It's been S six years. Right now. Six yep. years since Siri was introduced, and it has gotten better, a lot better, but at such a slow pace. Like I can see that it's better than it was two years ago, but it's like fifteen mm, percent better. And like no, yeah, this shouldn't be like that. It should be. She should be. I mean, Siri should be just amazingly better every yeah. year, like the, by leaps and bounds. I mean, they are not doing anything to this product, and uh, and uh, and this should be. Like we should be already interacting with her, with it, you know, uh, like easily. And now yeah. with the AirPods, they are promoting Siri, but this is ridiculous. I have AirPods. I love my AirPods, but I'm not using Siri with my AirPods. Not at all, because I don't have the patience to wait for for her to be responsive. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and uh, it's been frustrating to me because I've started to see contexts where Siri is useful. In theory, like for a long yeah, time, I would I would use it almost never because why bother, right? Like, what's the point? Uh, but but now, like with Siri being on the watch, like there, there's there's many just like tiny tiny contexts where I'm walking around the house. I don't have my phone in, in my pocket, so I want to do something, and on the watch, like you're not going to go to some app on your watch, like that's nonsense. You're you're going to use Siri, right? Or or there's the the Hey Siri thing. Uh, that that works on iPhone, like that works to to trigger Siri on iPhone. Like even if you're if you don't touch the device, that makes it a, a bit more useful. Um, or, or like when I have my my headphones, right, and I'm mm -hmm. I'm walking or something like that. Uh, I, I could do something with Siri. Like it's it's not the primary or the secondary. Um, way of interacting with my devices, but I'm starting to see more and more cases where this could be useful. But the problem is that when it works like um, sixty percent of the time, yeah, it's it's, it's extremely frustrating. Yeah, you you just lose patience. Uh, I mean, I, I've been using Siri on my watch, you know, to get like super easy answers, like you know, like how many people live in China or how many <laughs> people live in whatever. Like you know, when my kids ask me questions, so I'm this dad that knows the answers because I just ask Siri. And very often I get the answer right there on the watch, which is nice. But very often I just get, you know, uh, here's what I found on the internet. <laughs> I'm like, no, come on. So um, so that's the one thing. And then the second thing, as I said, responsiveness. It's just a, like to wait for, like you press and then for some reason it has to wait. I don't know how much time like for you to start talking but you want to say now i don't i mean knowing the technology behind it i mean behind like how, what it takes i don't see the reason for that timeout there is no reason for that timeout there is something wrong there and there's mm. nobody just gives a you know damn to actually fix it yeah but, but let's get back to talking about make, making ios more powerful because i i think that's probably going to be the or one of the most important uh, parts of of WWDC. Uh, I think we should we should mention for for those listeners who haven't uh, seen it, there's a really cool concept video from Max Series slash Federico Vitici. We'll link to that. Mm -hmm. um, My brother in arms, iPad user. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's true. And 
like the few most interesting things to me is is first of all much better multitasking on iPad, uh, and, and then the interesting um, the second interesting thing is drag and drop. So so this is something that's uh, you mentioned the Mac. Like I don't know what it's like today on Windows, but back in the day, like drag and drop has always been everywhere on the Mac and on Windows only in some places, and it, exactly. it made made the Mac seem magical, how you can interact, you know, between different apps by just dragging and, and dropping. Like it would be so, so useful, so fast, so powerful and so intuitive. Uh, and it was a great showcase to, to, to show to people who, who didn't know that. Like yeah. they would just wow in front of you. Like you would exactly. just do it and they were like, whoa, this is yeah. possible. <laughs> to, today it's expected. It, it doesn't uh, it doesn't surprise anyone, but but it was one of those like magic wow things that like what a powerful way to like interact with and between apps. And it seems like drag and drop seems like such a natural uh, extension to, to the to the iOS paradigm. Like it, yeah, you're, you're literally touching it, right? It, mm-hmm. it seems perfect for for touch. And right now it's it's just not there. Like there, there's some places where something works there's some apps that implement and the implement on their own but first of all there should be a really good really powerful um, system api that apps can use to use drag and drop within the apps like especially on the ipad where like you use it with your both hands super powerful and then between apps on ipad like you you select something and you instead of copying and pasting you just drag drag it to to the second part of the screen right yeah, I mean, this is uh, this would be just like uh, one of my delights of using, for example, Nosby, our app on the Mac, is the fact that whenever I want to attach an attachment to um, as a comment to a task, I just drag and drop it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just so easy. I don't have to search for the file, you know, browse through folder structure, whatever. I'm just just drag and drop. That's it. It's added to the file, you know, to the to, as a comment to a task, and that's it. I want to be able to do the same things on the on the you know on the iPad. I would like have one have Nosby on one split screen and then the the some 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 text or something on the other thing or maybe an image or something drag and drop, add it as a comment. Thank you very much. Like it would be really good. Yeah, and I think one important theme in making iOS more powerful is better ways to make different apps work together. Mm-hmm. And so having drag and drop on on the split screen, uh, super powerful. Another like really interesting idea in the in the Mac Stories concept video is is the shelf. So th- th- this is akin to what you're saying about um, exactly about uh, clipboard management. Like, yeah, it, save stuff for later that you'll use later. That, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So so for for those who haven't seen it, it's, it's actually like you can you can drag something from an app and drop it onto this shared system space called the shelf in, in, in the concept. And then you can take it and, and, and again, drag and drop it uh, once you switch to another app. And like, that's a really interesting uh, idea because you you get the benefit, like you get something like clipboard management, but but done in a way that that seems very fitting for, um, for touch, I think. And it's also really simple. And like, it, it, it's interesting because it is this really simple paradigm of making apps work together, like in this kind of sort of indirect way, but mm-hmm. but still, if if you have this shared space, uh, and you and you have just just two windows, most on the iPad, right? Yeah, you can't have 
well, you, you can have maybe the uh, the picture in picture. That will make it kind of free, but still, you have just two windows. And for some kinds of uh, things you want to do on a general purpose computer, uh, that that's that's frustrating. Uh, on a Mac, you can have as many windows as you want, and that that sometimes has usability downsides. You have to manage that. Apple doesn't have this problem, but has another problem that if you have something more complex that you can't just do in one app, uh, that's really frustrating. But if you could, you know, if you had this, um, if you have split screen, we already have that, make it much, much better, make it easier to, to switch between apps in, in both of the sides of the split screen. And then you have this shared space for like moving data between those apps in a like simple way, I think that would, that would probably make a, a a big difference. Yeah, and 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 the implementation on the video, I really liked it because it wasn't that it wasn't so geeky. You know, it was yeah, like exactly. It, it's really easy to understand. There's this shelf, you just drop it there, and then you from this shelf you can drag and drop it there. It's it's very like. The, the way iOS should work. So not geeky, but useful, useful for people, and 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 you know, so easy that uh, your grandma can understand it. You know, so 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 this is um, like I really liked it. I really liked it. You know, hopefully, hopefully something like this will come at some at some point to the iOS, because um, apart from I mean, the rumors say that apart from the you know uh, software features, there is going to be new hardware. Um, mm. So there will be new iPad and a, a, a tweener. So in between the iPad Pros, um, because I have the ten inch, the nine point seven inch iPad Pro, and I have also the twelve point nine inch iPad Pro, and there's going to be a, a tweener. So a, a ten point five inch with a supposedly the resolution of the big one, and mm. in in the early rumors in this year, it was supposed to be. I mean, they, they it was supposed to have no bezels and be as uh, small, uh, like the, the, the have the same size as the 9.7 inch iPad. Mm -hmm. But now the rumors are saying that no, it's going to be a little bit bigger. Um, uh, it will have some bezels, but they will be just smaller, and it will be it will have home home button um, home button and and things like that. So it will still be the same kind of iPad, but a little bit you know thinner and and smaller. So. I'm looking forward to this because I love my uh, 10 uh, 10 inch iPad Pro because of the size because the the 12.9 inch is just too bulky for me to carry around because it's as bulky basically as the 13 inch MacBook Pro so uh, it really doesn't it's not a compelling reason to carry it and as we mentioned in one of the previous shows um when the, the show when we were talking about traveling and working while traveling what I like about my iPad is that I can carry it, you know, effortlessly in a, in a small messenger bag, and uh, I can carry it around the whole day I, without, you know, any penalty. It's just there, and if I if I need it, need it to work, it's it's going to be there. So I'm curious about this new iPad Pro because uh, it would solve my problem of having like of needing a bigger screen, but still not bigger size and uh, not or just slightly bigger size. So I'm I'm looking forward to to this announcement and. Recent, I mean, recent histories showed that they were they were not doing any hardware announcements on WWDC. But mm -hmm. if we are right and the iOS features will be iPad esque, so there will be more iPad love. Hopefully, there will be also iPad love hardware wise. Well, I'm looking forward to it. That's why I'm mentioning it. Yeah, and it seems like the the, the rumors are quite strong. That uh, it yeah. seems like it's really happening. It seems a bit too early for leaks to occur if they were to ship the iPads in October as they usually did. Uh, exactly. And there were no new iPads last October, so it's it's not that they're early; they're they're late. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, like the leaks were already in March, you know, and then yeah. and then later, what they didn't upgrade the, any of the iPad Pros. They just announced the new iPad, the new low cost iPad, um, and so now it's it it should like. I think they're, 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 something went wrong, and that's why they, you know, yeah, delayed yeah. it. But I'm sure, yeah, the leaks are just too strong for nothing to happen. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, I, my ideal ideal scenario would be that after the keynote, I would just directly go to the Apple Store and just buy it because hopefully it's going to be there. But you know, I don't think so. Well, we'll see. And you know, I I have to admit something to you. If they mm -hmm. really do announce major iOS changes and and this piece of hardware. I would want it as well. <laughs> you want an iPad? Yeah. Hmm. Why would you want one? I I, I really like the the mini form factor. Uh, I've really mm -hmm. grown used to it. I think it's it's perfect for uh, simple use cases of iPad, not as a pro machine necessarily, but as something simpler. But if you had something that's larger, for sure but not as massive as the iPad Pro, something that's about the size of the 10-inch the iPad. But it, it had this like powerfully large um, screen, like real estate, and it had the, uh, the major improvements in, in, in you know, making iPad a, a, a serious general-purpose computer, plus what we already have, which is the, the keyboard cover, plus mm -hmm. the... The, the pencil I I think that would make it very interesting uh, to the point that even if there's there's no way of me kind of switching uh, to iPad in, in the way that you did for the the much extent like that would suddenly make iPad compelling enough for a lot of people as a power, as a general purpose computer that I, I would want to be part of that future and like experience it firsthand. Huh. Yeah. And we just talked today that, that you are a bad influence on me. Apparently, I'm also a bad influence on you. Good. <laughs> We're like that. We're like that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. And because um, the whole appeal of the iPad is that it's not bulky. It's not big. That you yeah. don't, it doesn't require a big bag, you know. Uh, and, and like the, the 13 inch, the 12.9 inch, it's just too big. Uh, and uh, and my other problem is that the one I, the, the the ten inch iPad Pro, nine point seven iPad Pro, Pro that I have, I bought it for testing, you know. Mm -hmm. So I bought the the the, the, the lowest cost ever, the thirty two gigabytes. I, I took I took the upgrade for the LTE because I for me iPad without LTE doesn't make any sense. So um, uh, it has to be cellular connection. So I bought the cellular connection, but I, I, it's thirty two gigabytes. And many apps right now are really heavy. And even if it's if if I keep it really thin, I don't really download lots of things on this iPad. It gets full most of the time. So it's frustrating. So I and you know um, uh, I, the one I'm gonna get is gonna be bigger. So like you know it was my mistake to get an entry level one because I thought you know I'm not I'm not going to use it much but in the end I switched to it <laughs> so now I'm suffering yeah I have a few more thoughts about uh the theme of making apps work together better mm -hmm. uh so two years ago no three years ago uh there was a, a major uh upgrade to iOS in this regard in that we got share extensions yeah. uh for apps that suddenly made it possible to for you to get something out of one app and put it in another app. Um, and over time, they, they got better and more powerful. And um, that's kind of another way for apps to interact in, in a simple way. But I, I want 
I want even more than that because it's it's frustrating that that you have this as this extra weird thing in the share you know under the the, the share button like mm-hmm. wouldn't it be interesting if there was a way to use the the infrastructure of the share extensions but in a more direct way that that you could just have a button or like something hooked up in an app directly to like make it communicate with another app without you having to go through the the stupid share menu and finding the app and then selecting some other options, but but have the integration more direct. Uh, now, now I I realize this this isn't a simple problem because it involves another things like have to make it in a way that's uh, secure and that you know th- there's a bunch of concerns and I understand them, um, but but that would be really powerful. Or what if like th- there's another idea I discussed a few weeks ago with um, some iOS developer. Um, remote view controllers the the idea is that um what what if apps could render little bits of interface uh inside other apps so so just like you can you can trigger the the share extension but the system triggers the the share extension from the the share menu right but but yeah. what what if you you could like put a little bit of your app uh inside other apps like make different kinds of um extensions uh, like they would, they would make another like powerful new paradigm of extensibility of apps, and and the the whole extensions infrastructure is already in place for iOS to do it in a way that's that's going to be um, much cleaner than was possible in the past on on the Mac, for example, because it wouldn't be like it wouldn't like execute some other apps code directly. Like it, it would make this this uh, clean, safe environment where. Like other app can put like render, like draw views, draw interface inside your, your other app, but it's still controlled by this other process. This is already everything is already in place. The system, the iOS can already do it and does. But if you if you just pull the, the strings together, like imagine the possibilities, right? And, and like we we've been we've been seeing this trend already for the last few iOS releases. We started with share extensions and widgets. Um, last year we had interactive notifications that you can, you know, 3D touch on a notification and a little bit of interface from your app shows on, on the lock screen. Like y- you have this general trend in iOS of putting just tiny bits of app, of your app everywhere uh, that, that, that the app paradigm shifts to, um, to, to become kind of more, um, more, more spread out throughout the system. It's not just the app is something that fills your whole screen, but also connects to everything else. Yeah, I mean, we have something similar right now when we log into things. Like, for example, you can when you log in log into Nosby, you can just there is an icon for one password if you have one password. Yeah, and then you can just literally take open one password within Nosby just to find your password for Nosby tap on it and just log in so so yeah. it, it, it is kind of the thing right like what you're, what you're saying right that, you kind know, of there is... but, but but the way this works this is a total hack the the whole one password thing it's a total <laughs> hack like imagine if this wasn't a hack and you could do it with so many other things yeah yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying i mean yeah. that's what i'm saying this is a hack right now just to log in but i'm saying that this this is the thing that we we invoke 
when password throughout you know you know um, uh, through the login in Nosby inside the app and um, but but and then and, and we really have a one password window like on top of Nosby just to get the the password yeah. so so yeah uh, this, this, I'm just saying that you know something like this when you can invoke a different app within the app or you know a window of an app within the app and and just this way you can really make beautiful connections and interactions and you know partnerships. Yeah. Like for example, we have Evernote. Like we in Nosby, we have Evernote integration, right? Uh, so imagine the situation that um, when you uh, you know when you add a comment to Nosby right now, when you, and you have it hooked up with with Evernote, we have this interface that we had to create for you to search an Evernote note, the most one of the recent, and then you add it and it's there. But imagine that if if you could you know at the tab Ever add Evernote note and just within Nosby find the note with Evernote interface yeah. and then yeah. add it there and just open also, also when you have the a note, open this note to, to view it inside Nosby with an Evernote interface. Yeah. So you would, like, this would be really that's, powerful. Th- that's, that's a perfect example uh, because one of the things that, that is there is you can, I don't know with Evernote, but for sure with Dropbox, you can, you can add something from Dropbox to Nosby uh, yeah. without anything on our part. Exactly, yeah. But it's it's not quite what we want because it's part of the file picker. So what happens is you 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 know select a file and you can get it from your your uh, photo library or you can get it from Dropbox. You select a file from Dropbox. It downloads from Dropbox if necessary. It mm-hmm. is in the Nosby app. Then it gets uploaded to the Nosby server as a copy. Like that's that's. We could do yeah, better. Like exactly. Yeah. So again, the, 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 coming back to my Evernote example, we don't then we don't download any note to Nosby or upload it to Nosby or whatever. We like integrate really an Evernote note. So and then we can have the fallback on the desktop that you know we click and whatever. But on the iOS, this would be native with Evernote windows within Nosby. Like just yeah. it would be really so cool. Yeah, and 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 with, with this infrastructure. Um, that's largely already in, in place. Uh, you could make it so that, that there's a common interface that other apps can, um, you know, users can install, say, I don't know, Google Drive. Like we have Google Drive integration now, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but but say we didn't. Right. But if you had this common thing that, okay, you have a an API call that allows some app providing files to display a picker. Uh, but but not in a way that that it works now that that you copy it but but then uh, you know you, you just you, you you get a a URL to it and then you can preview it again with an arbitrary apps interface exactly very powerful um, and, yeah I mean just you know just notes I mean yeah just you know just think about you know I'm I'm using for example Foxit Reader on the on the iPad for PDFs right and I can annotate on it. So if I could open the the read the, the PDF, open the PDF with the Fox directly inside Nosby, you know, annotate more and just close it, and we'll just automatically be updated. There, there can be so many things, you know. Yeah, and right now this is it's crap. Like you, you have to open it, which opens it in Safari view. You probably have yeah. to go to Safari, download open it, it, then it, and yeah, then exactly. open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just no. Uh, and another extensibility point for apps is, of course, Siri. Yeah, and well, uh, Apple announced a Siri interface for developers last year, but in a very limited uh, fashion. That's not useful for us. Like, there's no exactly. good way for Nosby to ha- hook up to that. 
Uh, I hope there's going to be one this year. I hope Siri in general becomes better. Yeah. And two things like together, like, wow, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, for me, apart from like from this iPad and iOS things, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm hoping that, um, as you, as you said, uh, the, 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 the thing, you know, the handoff and all these things that like kind of work right now between mm-hmm. Mac and, 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 um, and iOS that they will really work well. Like they, they, they will really iron out the kinks, you know, then, then for me, uh, for me, this would be a big, a big thing that, um, because this is pretty powerful. I mean, having an iMac, an iPad, uh, actually two iPads and one iPhone, having all this together and working seamlessly. And, you know, like I, I, I recently switched to Ulysses for, for writing and, and, and it, it uses iCloud as a sync, as a sync, um, you know, uh, source and, uh, it works very well. So it can be done. You know, the third party was is doing an iCloud sync and it works very well. And um, it's magic. You know, I, I know that whenever I just write things, it's going to be updated. It's going to be up to date. It's going to be, you know, everywhere. So uh, so this kind of, you know, everywhere magic to work like all of the time. Not yeah. that, you know, I have to press like 20 times airdrop so that it just suddenly starts working or something or just, I don't know, make some magic moves. So um yeah, this would be this would be uh, fun, but anyway, it's gonna be a fun week. Yeah, very much so. Apart from the WWC, so the the, the keynote and whatever we want, uh, it's gonna be a fun week for us. I mean, you mm-hmm. get you you got the the badge, so you will be able to attend the conference. I will be outside begging begging for people to let me in. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. I know I will have lots of other things to do and and, and to see. So um, uh, we'll be watching, you know, uh, the 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 ATP live. We got tickets for that, and you know we'll be just talking to people, meeting people. It's going to be a really exciting time for, for and and actually you are to blame because you convinced me to go and uh, mm-hmm. even without the ticket, I think I'm going to get lots out of it. So I'm really happy about it. 